It had been a decade, at least, since I'd watched it last. But revisiting one of my favorite matches of my my first pass at wrestling history viewing, back when the internet was just starting to bring us wrestling, and I revisited Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus Ted DiBiase from Mid-South in 1985. And the two had been feuding, and the match was a no-DQ coal miner's glove on a pole tuxedo steel cage match. I want to say it was also a loser leaves town match. Not 100% on that, but it doesn't really matter because it was an amazing match. And this is a year that had one of my all-time favorite matches, the I Quit match from Starcade in 1985 with... Magnum T.A. versus the phenomenal, amazing, and incredible Tilly Blanchard. At that point, he was the best in the world, I consider, as far as in-ring goes. Where the Coal Miner Glove, Steel Cage, No DQ, Tuxedo match takes it from the I Quit match, which I consider to be one of the greatest matches of all time, and a an important and should have been match of the year. And the difference between the two is interesting because what that Mid-South match represents and what the I Quit match represents are very different. The I Quit match is a better match. It's longer. It tells a better story. It has a more complete arc. It is basically saying that you can only push a baby face so far before they act like a heel. And it's a great match, a brutal match. But we had seen matches like that before. Actually, the company that did it the most was Mid-South. You had it whenever Ric Flair would visit and some of the great stuff there. But what gets really interesting is with this coal miner on a coal miner glove on a pole, steel cage, tuxedo, no disqualification match, is that what it was about was working inside a gimmick, but not just a single gimmick. In essence, the idea of the overbooked feud-ending main event started here. Probably not started, but this is certainly the one that influenced so much afterwards, in particular on Dusty Rhodes. If you looked at the way Dusty booked in 85, 86, and 87, he was doing a lot of this. And I think the bunkhouse stampede comes out of this idea without question. So what the, the match itself is, and when we finally got to see the last battle of Atlanta. It was kind of disappointing, even though it was a somewhat violent spectacle. And it actually, I think, worked better in still photo form than in the video form that we now have available on the WWE Network. But this match was brilliant. I don't know if I'd say it was brutal. It was hard-hitting. Duggan, at that point, was phenomenal. He was a massively over babyface. Incredible. He threw a really good punch, too. And I think this really sort of speaks to what happened in the 80s when guys like Duggan went to the WWE, or WWF at the time, is they started to hold back. And it's hard to tell why. Part of it might be the more money. Part of it might be that they didn't have Bill Watts threatening to beat them up if they didn't put on a good match. Part of it may have just been where they were put on the card. Some of it may have been injuries. But Duggan not only held up his end of a match with Ted DiBiase, one of the best in the world, but at times it seemed as if he was providing the force of the match. And this is where a look at brawling over time becomes very important. 
because you have this balance. This balance of finesse versus force. Violence versus technique. Rarely do you have it in the same guy. When we talk a little bit about Chris Benoit, he will certainly sort of represent that. But here, DiBiase was technically great. And though he was presenting brawling and doing it very well, it was Duggan who was presenting the hard-hitting. These two guys also bladed up a storm. Bloody, bloody match. But it flows so well, and it's pretty short. It's only like 10 minutes, I think. Maybe not even that. But the crowd heat is undeniable. Everything that Duggan does gets massive cheers. DiBiase gets booed out of the place. It's amazing. We don't see heat like that anymore, except in the very rare instances. And I would actually argue that this was actually hotter than anything else in the world at that point. I can't think of a 1985 match that I've watched recently. The I Quit match probably comes closest. Some of the Hogan matches were exceptionally hot. Uh, The crowd heat actually at WrestleMania was nearly this level. But literally it felt like everyone was screaming their heads off the entire time watching DiBiase and Duggan go at it. This match is textbook in how you book a feud-ending match. This is what you build to. This is when you have your gimmick matches and you collapse them for a final moment. There is a finality to when Jim Duggan wins this that is unbelievably perfect. It's a great match. One of the... Easily one of the best of the 1980s. For me, I put it behind Flare Funk, Steamboat Savage, Steamboat Flare, maybe one or two others. But as a brawl goes, this is the best of what brawling in 1985 looked like. Even better than the I Quit match. Because better showed, while it was not as great a story, while the flow was not as perfect, the violence propelled the match instead of the violence providing a crescendo.